Welcome to Date Car Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And this week we're back. We're kind of uh, by ourselves for the first time in a while, which makes me feel naked and afraid. Uh, I am so fucking tired. I went, Has there ever been a podcast where I haven't said I'm exhausted at the very beginning? And like, why do you guys listen to this over and over? Like, why don't you demand that I get more sleep? This is getting a little silly. Um I will say, though, that this has been the most dramatic season of both of our lives, I would say, mm-hmm. so far. Like, um, let's see what happened. Re- I got engaged. I got bangs. That takes a lot. Um, Jenna didn't text me back right away the other day, and so I spiraled thinking she was mad at me because have you seen how active this bitch is on her phone? <laughs> I, like, went black friday shopping and forgot my fucking address for half the orders so now they're just lost in the u.s postal service and no one can help me so i either have to reorder them or or fuck off and die i guess (laughs) um uh jenna once again has started a fight with an influencer that makes me sweat i'm so nervous and um perhaps most importantly we had the opportunity and privilege to talk to Chatty Broads on Monday, and I only said the C word one time, which is maybe a new record for me. Yeah, please clap. Thank you. Um, and I I loved that I loved that stress moment for you later on. You're like, fuck! I said <laughs> I said cunt on Chatty Broads, and I don't know if that was okay and like. <laughs> Like, I don't even know if it's okay on our podcast. Like, I, like, I thought I said it about you, and I was like, wait, have I ever asked if that's okay with her? Like, I'm fine with, like, I'm a cunt. Like, I know. Oh, yeah. I'm very fine with the word cunt. But. I was just like, I I don't know any of these people, and they have, like, advertisers and money Mm -hmm. and, like, (laughs) self-respect that you and I just don't have. So I was like, Jenna, like, you came over last night, and I was like, Jenna, I'm so nervous that I just fucked this whole thing up, because I wouldn't shut up. I couldn't stop talking. And actually, it's weird, because I feel like that's the most restrained I've ever felt, because I was like, don't fuck this up, Danica. Yeah. And then I said cunt, just casually. Luckily, though, you informed me it was... um, Me speaking as though I were Leo to us, which is absolutely true. So I'm happy to have at least spoken my truth on the podcast, even if it gets bleeped out or deleted. Just know. We don't know. We don't know if they're going to bleep it out or not. So just know. Just know that I said cunt on a podcast on accident. And also, I'm, I don't know why I'm bragging. I'm apologizing. Anyway. (laughs) Two things can happen at once, right? Yeah, two things can be true. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny for me. And I, like, when you said it, I was just like, yes, this is it. We're, like, putting our day card pod stink all over this podcast. (laughs) Like, you're going to listen to Friday's episode, Chatty Bras, and be like, oh, okay, oh. yeah, that's, okay, Descartes yeah. Pod was on that <laughs> episode. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I have not been shy about telling people that I have IBS, and I did it all over that podcast. I'm so sorry. I was actually surprised I didn't talk about my poop more on the podcast, too. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, we were so unbelievably nervous. Like, I don't think I... Everyone has, like, been applauding us and being like, oh, my God, this is the crossover of our, our, you know, century. And I was like, it is great, and I love it. But also, like, how? What? And, like, what did they gain from it? Nothing. They just had to listen to two stupid white bitches, like, bring back feminism, like, 40 years. Just, like, 
I keep remembering that time that I was like, I didn't want to work. I didn't ask for an education. Feminism ruined everything. And then like, like again, like why am I invited to do anything? I say the worst shit. I have never said anything good, even one time. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, maybe this is like... I don't know. It's it's shitting on us, but like I don't think they've listened to our podcast before, or we absolutely would not be welcomed on that podcast. Like I think yeah, they would have I, been like, no, no, no. <laughs> I yeah. I'm, <laughs> I hope it wasn't the worst. Like really hope that. No, no, no. It's amazing. I already listened to some of it because um, I recorded the audio and we sound great and I think you're all you're gonna really like it and um <laughs> you listen to it because we were so worried that we fucked up stuff so bad that we had to be like hey can you take some shit out <laughs> we worried about that more than we do our own podcast which is like you know we should be fucking but guys. I don't know no they come here every week for whatever mess this is yeah um yeah I think people come here to feel good about like their own like social just because like listen to us like you can't get worse than two white women just harassing people online (laughs) when we're just like actively saying the c word speaking of which oh god okay so this is we are gonna enter a new era of date card pod oh yes (laughs) um (sighs) announcement announcement um from this point on we will no longer be talking about a certain southern influencer where the name rhymes with mama mia oh and um we're we're never gonna talk about her again because it's just gotten unhealthy um we've done a lot of uh tea sipping over here on the podcast and And, uh, uh yeah it's uh you know here's the thing y'all because like a while ago i talked about on the instagram and i think i've talked about on the podcast too like talking about bachelor nation not behaving correctly regarding covid is like talking about water being wet you know Mm -hmm. like at some point it was getting negative and i was just really losing my (laughs) cool and really like not in a happy place about (laughs) constantly pointing out which person in bachelor nation that wasn't doing good because like here's the thing literally they're all doing all of them except for like taylor nolan that's it I mean, like, Mike's even fucked up. Like, Rachel's fucked up. I mean, like, everybody, yeah. you know? So so for me to spend my time doing that is not productive. And But yet, like, it's something that pulls me in because it's... It, I mean, because it makes me mad. Mm-hmm. It makes me fucking mad, you know? Yeah. And for, for the right reasons. And because I'm here for the right reasons only. <laughs> and, um... But I think with this individual, it was becoming a little, like I said last night, unproductive. Um, and this like you, thing, yeah, sorry, you were too, it's like, a thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we do talk about this a little bit on Chatty Broads, but mm-hmm. just to like kind of reiterate what we said without you know spoiling, it's just like it's unproductive in that we're number one, we're never going to see eye to eye on this issue, like. Mm-hmm. We are mad because we've been people that have tried our best to be responsible. And, like, yeah, like, everybody has probably fucked up at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're, like, able-bodied or, generally speaking, like, privileged like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's frustrating to see these people continuously, like, flaunt the stuff that they're still doing and thinking, like, masks are enough. When, like, to me, that's not 
really enough, and that's not responsible. Like, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's just not. And then you go, then you add in the element of like not even if if you are just going by the thing of masks are enough, which it's not. Then you take so many photos where you're not wearing masks, and so then you're just you have a platform and you're using it improperly, and it's just whatever. But like you said last night too, like at some point we're just preaching to the choir. Like the people who listen to us and follow us agree, and you know, like it's just like um, a, it's like kind of the kind of it's not like doom scrolling, but it's almost like you're just like getting worked up for no reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's really no solution and, um, this is not to say that we're never going to not talk about people being bad with COVID. In fact, we're going to move all of our efforts onto Noah because fuck this man. Um, (laughs) but like, anyway, just so you know, we're just, we're not going to talk about a certain person for a while because. Because it's making me sweaty and I'm not even a part of it. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, do not. So, yeah. Like, like we said, we are transitioning our cyberbullying to somebody else for the time being. <laughs> and it's going to be Noah. And I feel really good about this decision. We, like, vetted a lot of people. Because, um, like we said, everybody has been fucking horrible with this thing. But yeah. this man, especially after this week's episode, is a resident dumbass. And I I can't wait to see the, what we can do. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Um, he had Thanksgiving with no less than 50 members of his family. Took a big was it really 50? No, I, saw I mean. The, oh, my God. No, I saw the picture and I was like, that's a lot of fucking people. But then I was like, oh, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that it's actually 50 people. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were more people at that party. But, you know, he went on to, like, go online and, like, fucking try to, like, engage and slash fight with people in the comment section about how like as a nurse he knows better than all of us and he kept trying to like this dumbass he kept trying to put a cdc link into instagram comments when that doesn't that's not how links work in instagram and um it was just so infuriating and then i had one follower was like going and they're like i went to the link that he copied and pasted into the comment section and it says to not do what he's do you know like it (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, I just can't imagine, like, seeing the news and, like, seeing how things are trending. Like, basically the whole United States is red. It looks like an election map that's, you know, forged. <laughs> um, like, every, but every single state is just, you know, rapidly rising in coronavirus cases. And I can't believe... That you would be a nurse in this industry. I, I doubt he's worked for a while. Because yeah. otherwise I could not see how morally, ethically speaking, you could, like, go to this thing. And I I just, like, there's no way every single one of you got tested. There's so much, like, evidence about, like, false positives. Like, you still need some time to, like, make sure the test, you know? It's just, like, a lot of risk for, like, for what reason? And then the privilege For the worst holiday. Yeah, the worst holiday and the privilege at all. So you have all of this expendable income for you to get all of these expensive rapid tests. And people should be actually using them for, like, situations. Like, Ari got COVID this week, too. And he went back to get his, like, test. And, like, yeah... Sure, his doctor recommends you do it 10 days, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, he 
I know he wanted to see his family. Like, sure, that family's important. He has a kid. But, like, they have a... They have a but also, like, he doesn't need to go back to a, a essential worker job, you know? Like, half the reason you go back to get the confirmation test that you are good to go again is because you have to go fucking pump gas to make mi- under-living wage, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's just the audacity of him to go online and be like, oh, I had to pay out of pocket to go get this test that I didn't really need to get right away because also there's a false positive option and you're supposed to really wait longer than 10 days unless again you need to get back to work because you're somebody who has to pay you know bills <laughs> bills and so oh it's God. just the privilege is insane but I mean I also tune, tune in again to chatty broads this Friday because <laughs> I I I feel that we did a really good job of eviscerating a man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get ready for the Ari talk, y'all. It yeah. is. Oof. It's exciting. I'm really. Oof. I was happy to be in the room, and if I never get invited to do anything again because of my shit behavior, <laughs> I will have just been happy to have been afforded this one opportunity to talk to a person who dated Ari for like an hour. <laughs> We get to look her dead in her eyes and be like, and watch her eyes deaden as we brought up this man. It was fucking awesome. (laughs) Oh my god. Speaking of dead behind the eyes, um, I I don't understand this transition. Um, I I guess it's me. I guess I'm dead behind the eyes. Yeah, I watched this episode of The Bachelorette. That's fair. You know what? I like when I was thinking about it today. Like, granted, I was not paying a whole lot of attention last night, so I I did my due diligence today. But I uh, I didn't feel like a whole lot happened, but when I was taking notes on it, I was like, actually, kind of a lot happened. But it didn't feel like it last night. No, it was a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird episode. It's an emotional mm-hmm. episode. So let's, uh, let's dive into it. However, mm-hmm. however boring it seemed last night, if we're thinking about it, Canonically speaking, it's the best episode we've ever seen because Chris Harrison goes away. <laughs> imagine. Oh, I dream about a, it. We don't have to imagine it. It finally happened. <laughs> and it, there was magic to it. It just felt relaxed. Like, that's why I wasn't like, I didn't wake up with like stress hives this morning. And it's because beautiful JoJo was there. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Jojo, queen of all overly long engagements and the Duchess of house flipping shows specifically for Airbnb, which I want to mention, recently laid off thousands of people in our area (sighs) because they have a Portland office uh, due to the pandemic. Um, Wow. She's hosting. So thank you, Jojo, for all of your efforts in every industry. You're not ruining any lives (laughs) at all. (laughs) You wealthy, beautiful bitch. <laughs> I honestly still prefer her over Harrison. Like, I have my, my issues with her, but, like, I would take it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that feminism? Is that feminism? That is feminism. <laughs> we support white women. <laughs> Please know I'm joking. Please. So <laughs> I need to stop talking, literally. <laughs> Like, my jokes are, like, so problematic at this point. I think that I just transitioned back into, like, 18-year-old Christian brain. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Oh, my God. Um, so then, uh, after Harrison leaves, uh, we have a one-on-one with Zach C. And 
His shoes are still an issue for me. I thought he would have, like, learned from my critique um, that I gave last week and every week, but he's still, like, (laughs) that literal chicken wearing sneakers. Like, I don't understand why he's doing it. Um, So, uh... Basically, like, Tasha explains that she typically goes for guys who are a bit younger, and he's 36. And once again, I'm just like, you should be concerned about the shoes he is wearing. He has no respect for you. <laughs> like, look at them. Um, hide your money. He's a sneakerhead. Like, <laughs> like, do not let him use your influencer dollars <laughs> for this sick, sick, twisted thing. Um they're joined on their date by Franco LaCosta, who was famously on Nick Vial season doing a wedding photo shoot, and he's brought on to do the exact same thing. Oh, um, God. And Zach can sort of, I don't know, Zach has emotional intelligence, apparently, and can sense that she's a little <laughs> shook um, about <laughs> this date. Um Likely because she's been married before. Um, and luckily, every single person, no matter what you've gone through tonight, will be triggered by something. <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> I was like, immediately, I was like, okay, I'm right. But the thing is, we've already talked about her divorce before. We talked about my divorce. I was like, okay, I'm here with you, Tasha. Let's go for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then more traumas happen later in the episode. And I'm like, oh, God, when did they? No, it, like, last night was, like, my trauma night. I was just like, everyone stop talking. <laughs> stop men stop sharing go back into your shell (laughs) all of you have been to therapy and i don't like it (laughs) because i still have it (laughs) i'm i'm the clown in this episode (laughs) i don't like what i see um so this was like a little bit of a a life-changing date for me because he's actually like kind of hot and this was the first time i've seen it and it's because he's not wearing any of his clothes, and they made him remove his clown boots. <laughs> and, like, the guy still needs, like, some bone donations. I'm still working on it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, because I, I have very little bone to work with in my face also. Like, chin and jaw, non-existent. I don't know why I talk so much shit. I don't have cartilage in my nose. Like, I don't know why I do this. I'll give but... him some of my toe bones. Um... I would like to hear more about your feet. That's a question I have, or a thing I've never said before. Uh, I don't believe it. Why do you have, why the toe bone? I don't know. I just feel like I, I could do without a couple. Like, I'm kind of tired of having to always buy like size 10 shoes. And. Okay. I see. (laughs) Why not? I want to help this man because he needs it. Yeah. You got to give him some slivers, I guess. Um, I don't think either of us should be talking about COVID when we just, that atrocity. Um, Medical experts, Danica and Jenna, remove (laughs) bones from their feet to help sneakerhead. As the caption will say, (laughs) headline. So after the photo shoot, uh, Tasha tells Zach... Presumably for the first time. I, I don't know that they've talked about this before. Yeah, I don't think so, yeah. Um, that she's been married before, and wouldn't you know it, so has he. Um, <laughs> he doesn't really, like, say a whole lot about it in the moment, um, mm-hmm. other than that the marriage lasted for about a year, and she, like, kind of was like, I'm curious to see what he says in the night portion. Like, is he going to open up more? 
Um, but like I couldn't hear basically any of this conversation that was happening because the fountain that was like five feet from them was just on full blast apparently. And the entire time I was just like, why is no one turning this off? They, the, the fountain wasn't even in shot. Like, you know, like I didn't have to see it, but I had to fucking hear it. That's actually what I hear every time Jenna pees on the podcast. <laughs> so I, it felt familiar and warm to me. Like I, I felt like I was at home. Um, so he clearly, you know, he has something on his mind, probably just going to bring it up later. Uh, but he says like, oh, I'm just being quiet because I'm stunned by your beauty. And I was like, sir, if a white entitled lady were on this show, you'd be kicked off for comments like that. <laughs> How fucking dare you? I am a girl boss and there's a lot more about me than my beauty. Like, I'm sorry. I still think that's the funniest thing that Claire has ever done. Because um, she's fucking funny, bitch. I miss that joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's so fucking funny. She's so fucking yeah. funny. Um, I have internalized misogyny to work through. Um, <laughs> um, but then we get to see one of the more, like, relatable and heartwarming segments of mm-hmm. Reveal Your Trauma. This doesn't happen very often on the men's season, so mm-hmm. I was really, really happy to see it. Mm-hmm. Um and it really puts Cam's, like, bullshit story from a couple seasons ago, like, into its, like, rightful place in the Hall of Fame of garbage. <laughs> um, My dog almost died. He's, like, pre-writing a country song that isn't even a sad country song. He's like, well, it could have happened. <laughs> Like, he's just future casting, like, someday my dog will die. <laughs> <And> like... <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Jenna, do you want to talk about this for a little bit? Because I got a yeah. So, um, oh my god, basically. Zach tells Tasha all about his upbringing in a uh, quote unquote amazing house and an amazing family, only to discover that one day in college, um, he had, like, a brain tumor, which is, like, you're, like, oh, shit, so this is what his trauma is going to be, right? And that's, like, horrible. Oh, my God, brain tumor. It's, like, so Ally McBeal of him. Um, did you did see that, that show? Did that happen on McBeal? Yeah, yeah, that was, like, the plot point. Tr- sorry, spoiler alert. Um, one of Excuse guys- me. <laughs> that happened 20 years ago. I can't believe you're fucking doing this to me again. I remember so the old. dancing baby and the dancing baby only. Yeah. That was, like, a vision for her. The dancing baby was a way for her to disassociate from the man that she loved having a brain tumor and dying in the middle of a court case. I'm, like, not even kidding, kind of. Like, I can't quite remember the dancing baby, but I'm pretty sure it was a way for her to disassociate. Wow. Anyway, I miss that show. Uh, it's probably so problematic. Um, <laughs> they probably, like, literally are Nazis. Um, anyway, so he has a brain tumor and he goes into surgery. And then that's when he's introduced to um, pain meds and other addictive drugs. And um, we'll get into it a little later, but that's, like, so... I mean, the whole thing is... Oh, oh my God. <sighs> so he says, that like, after, like, all of that, he got really kind of, like, I have to live my life truly. So I... He gets married at 23, which is young, um, all while he's hitting the booze and the pills and getting, hanging out with sketchy people, he says. He says, quote unquote, I got arrested, I got a DUI, and then my wife left me. Um, and then that latched him into a downward spiral. He's like, I was hopeless. Talking about basically, I'm sure he was saying he was like suicidal. Oh! So yeah. Bad. And like, 
addiction's a fucking beast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the turning point where, for him was um, he tried to cash a check that he stole from his dad, which happens a lot when you're, like, so desperate to, like, find any kind of fix. At, at, usually at a certain point, it's, like, you're not even, like, trying to get high anymore. You're just trying to not feel like shit because mm-hmm. withdrawal feels so fucking awful mm-hmm. that, like, you'll do anything to not be in it. Um so he stole, like, a check from his dad. The bank teller called his dad, like, um, informed him that Zach needed help. And he refers to her as his angel. And um, he says that after, excuse me, spending about four and a half months in rehab, he is sober and serving on the board of the rehab facility that he went to. And just like, God damn, I love a comeuppance story. Yeah, yeah. And, like, part of what I do like about, like, there's so many things I dislike about this show and that I wish were better and ways that people in general I wish were better. Mm -hmm. But this is, like, one of the reasons that I think the show kind of is good or, like, does good Mm -hmm. is that when they find a real story, like, whether we can argue whether or not that's like exploitative of like a narrative that will draw in viewers or not. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think it's also like groundbreaking in that, like I don't recall them ever talking about like addiction, drug abuse, alcoholism. In fact, I think they almost like condoned it to a certain extent because I know they were doing drugs in paradise sometime, you know, like it's just before they were encouraging a lot of bad behavior to get, you know, like, storylines out mm-hmm. of it. And now it seems like they're just telling people's, like, genuine stories, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And they've been kind of doing that for a minute um, with some other, you know, traumas of the last couple seasons. We'll talk a little bit later about, like, Kaylin's. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, there's there's others that I'm totally blanking on right now. But, um, yeah, I think that, like, you know, when – I it, you make up a good point because when it is a typical, like, divorced – my dad, my parents are divorced or what, kind of a random thing. They do kind of quickly go through that. It's usually just a quick date and it's whatever. Um, and we always make fun of it because it's like, okay, whose parent isn't divorced, right? But like <laughs> um, when it is something that's more of substance like this, then they do go into it a little bit more. And yeah, it can be exploitative at some points, but I think it's important. I think we were talking to Danielle last week. The fact that like Ivan's conversation wasn't just about like Black Lives Matter. It was about like um incarceration mm-hmm. and like a more deeper level was I really sat with that those facts that she said and it just was like yeah like this this is representation you know mm-hmm. like it is and here's the thing is so I want to talk about it a little bit like it was re- I felt seen because I I've talked about it on other podcasts and stuff so I feel like I can talk about it on this but I I also suffered from a pill addiction when I was younger because I was mm-hmm. going through a lot of stuff. My parents had died. My relationship was horrible. I was severely depressed. And my doctors were giving me all this antidepressants. And I had chronic pain. I had, like, such chronic pain in my shoulders. And we couldn't figure out why I had this chronic pain. So they just started giving me pain meds. And, and then I became, like, addicted to them for, like, about almost two years of my life. And I was able to get out of it. I was able to get clean. Haven't done it in 10, 12 years. Like, it's been a long time. But it 
I just, I really resonated with it because I was getting to the point where I was trying to steal things. Like I was stealing yeah. pills. I was doing that. And so like that, for him not only to talk about his addiction issues, but then to go and like talk about the elements of like you're saying, like sometimes you're just doing these actions to like do it. I thought it was really good. And I hope it, I hope it. I think too, like, I think it's not only helpful for people who have like been through it, like you feel seen in that way, mm-hmm. but it, I think it's also like a great example for people who are like, I know that when you're like in the throes of addiction, like coming out of it or like never doing this thing again is like one of the biggest like hurdles to like overcome, like thinking about like never having a drink again or like never like feeling this like thing that you crave all the time again um, is a huge, it, like, obstacle to overcome. And so to see, like, somebody has done it and, like, gone through some shit, but, like, mm-hmm. been able with, to... Yeah. With pain pills, because mm-hmm. that's something I struggled with that was that I can get clean and I can be good, but what if I need surgery again? Mm-hmm. What if I have a brain tumor? <laughs> you know, like, what if? And so, like, that's a scary addiction to kind of overcome. And I'm really glad I talked about it because it's real. And the, and the way he got addicted to it after something that was a medically procedure, like, that's that's how it happens for a lot of people. Not all, but, like, mm-hmm. it's it's just, yeah. It was a really good conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to make some fart noises. <laughs> Oh no, we had an earnest talk. Let's oh, play a fart noise. Gross. Um but yeah, like everyone who's in addiction recovery, um, like there's the potential there for having like a good life and healthy relationships and and horrible sneakers. <laughs> you too can buy horrible, horrible sneakers. Um I was also gonna say really fast, like, just to detract from that mind-bogglingly insensitive joke that I just said um I just had like a really similar feeling during the debates when Trump was talking about Biden's sons and he was like just attacking Joe Biden repeatedly for his son's quote-unquote choices and like addiction is not a choice it's a it's an illness it's a disease Uh and um I was not an enthusiastic Biden voter by any means. It was, like, a protective vote for me. But um, he, like, when Biden, like, defended his son where he's like, I'm proud of my son. I'm proud of what he's gone through. I, he had an illness and he's been working really hard to overcome that. That was, like, one of the first moments where I was just like, okay, like, this is, like, a decent person. Yeah, he's a human. This guy gives a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, there's some empathy there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, like, really glad that this... I mean, like, this conversation obviously happened before the election, so it wasn't, like, a planned thing. But I'm really glad that they included it, and I'm glad Uh that it's, like, gaining more traction. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so, done being earnest, I'm ready to bully. Okay. Yay! Because (laughs) we have the best group date to bully for! Oh, my God. Fuck! I mean, like, I know I don't understand art, but I think I understand it even less now. (laughs) So, for this date, we have Spencer, Ivan, Ed, Blake, Brendan, Riley, Damar, Bennett, Ben, and Noah. Too many. Um, That's too many. I recognized two names out of that list, and it's because I don't like them, so that's troubling to me. 
Um, they are encouraged to quote unquote express themselves. Um, so for the first portion, God, this this cracks me up. I was like, yeah, I was like reading through some of the you know like blogs and stuff, and I was just like, you know, they like show the, the picture of the couple again. Like I was really distracted last night, and I don't think I actually looked at the couple. Like I saw the drawings, but did not see the couple. And they straight up look like. Like, they're the next stars of a Netflix documentary about a cult <laughs> that either gets, like, really Jonestown-ish or just, like, really, really wild, wild country-ish. You know, there's some there's some nonsense going on there. But we also got really horny about these drawings, didn't we, Jenna? <laughs> I did get a little too horny about it. I just think it's, like, I, I these people, I... I know these individuals. I, like, actually know them. Um, they go to the same sex club that I used to go to in the before Wait, times. you know the people? Yeah, I totally Did know Did you tell people. me this last night? No, I'm just... I don't really know them. I just... Oh. No, I know really them. I know, I know this guy. I totally saw him getting his taint licked at Club Pravada back in, like, December. Oh, wait. Maybe that's where the virus came from. <laughs> no, we No, the virus came on Maddie's eyelashes when she came back from australia anyway peter is the virus peter is the virus it's all connected so anyway do you want to cut out the part where i did not understand your joke and i was like really excited that i made fun of your actual friends (laughs) no we're giving it all okay okay great i'm just gonna be embarrassment on every podcast platform this week yeah that's the plan i want to make sure that you are thoroughly (laughs) lowered to a degree that you just really hate yourself do you want to invite me on uh, midnight sunburn (laughs) yes (laughs) because i haven't read twilight in a while and i i could really embarrass myself on that one you really could oh wait we we talk a lot about how mormonism is bad do you think you have opinions on that (laughs) i'm from idaho so yeah (laughs) so yeah okay good to know um Anyway, Jenna was a respectable amount of horny last night in my house. Um, but not, like, not gonna tell you what I did later. <laughs> Went to sleep. Um, <laughs> we're very sad. Depression is really hitting. Shout out to seasonal affective disorder, and shout out to these two obvious swingers who quarantined for two weeks just to be naked in front of these people. What a bizarre job. How much did they get paid, do you think? Like, they didn't get to work for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then they were only there for, like, an hour. Yeah. And then presumably they'd have to wait again. Yeah. Um. Gosh. Yeah. They might have just done it for the exposure. Get it? Because they're exposed? <laughs> oh, that is actually very funny. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I I was going to make a unionizing joke, but you know what? Just do that anyway. It's not even funny. Just unionize everyone. Just everyone. <laughs> oh, now I'm seeing your notes that you had a joke planned and mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know, glossed over it because I can't read. Yeah. Um, so then we get to the... the sorry. They're actually drawing these people. Um, it's the wildest fucking thing I've ever seen. If you haven't watched the episode, first of all, I don't know why you're listening, but I just want everyone to go back and look at the art that these men create because it is abysmal and I'm fucking shrieking. Like, Ivan was like my MVP last week and I looked at his drawing and I was like, what the fuck did you draw? 
in a stick figure that was so graphic that they had to put that long of a black box. Like, literally, it, it reminded me of that, like, Mabim Bam bit where... Um, someone was asking a question about their, like, art school peers that never, like, draw the dick when they do, like, yeah. line study classes, like, where the naked people come in. Yeah. And I think Travis suggested that you should only draw the penis and then, like, charge them and they can take your penis and just plaster it over the top of it. <laughs> But, like, I really, I want to see what kind of abomination is under that black box. Like, what kind of monster dick is under there that they had to bleep that out? Because the titties aren't bleeped out. <laughs> is that feminism? <laughs> that's, that's feminism. They freed the nipple, but the dick must be put away. <laughs> Revolting. <laughs> it's It's... Really, really great material, everyone. Um, so, like, from the moment the art class gets going, Bennett is harassing Noah. He steals his seat next to Tasha, and then he makes, like, this, like, thinly veiled comment about, like, him being dramatic in the background. Like, I don't understand even what's going on. Were they beefing before? I don't remember last week. Yeah, briefly. Kind of. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I don't care. In the next yeah. portion of the date, um, the men are asked to make clay sculptures representing their time with Tasha. Um, they're blindfolded for some reason. I, who's making these dates at this point? Whoever was in charge of making the dates on this episode is, like, honestly deranged and got paid way too much money. But Remember, I applaud them for yeah. being lazy. <laughs> Remember when... Um... We were so excited because Hannah B's season, you it was clear that the producers were gay. Like, all the dates were super queer. Like, roller skating, yeah. there was, like, a drag show. Like, all these things were so, like, gay. And we were like, yes, yes, yes. And this season has just been, like, is somebody who used to write, like, is E.L. Woods or whatever, or James Woods or whatever from Fifty Shades of Grey, like, a producer? Because she's just like, we're going to blindfold everybody for everything. And we're going to yeah. throw stones against the wall and scream in a mountain. Like, everything is just so kinky and weird. And I'm yeah. like... I love that we're getting horny representation and also extreme dumbass representation. Because these dates are so bad. It's so bad. It's like a fucking summer camp, as I posted on the Instagram yeah. today. It's an actual summer camp, and we are just fucking watching it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, can I get to salute your shorts? Because I would rather watch salute your shorts. Oh, my God. Yeah. While also drinking beer, because when I watched the Salute Your Shorts when I, the original time, I wasn't drinking beer. And now I, I want to be drunk. I honestly do not know what Salute Your Shorts is. Fuck you! God, I'm so old. Anyway, You are so old. I'm so sorry. It's a 90s show from Nickelodeon, and it's about a summer camp and mm -hmm. a bunch of teens. You have Nickelodeon privilege <laughs> that I didn't have, so. Fair. Wow. Fair. Um, so... But like I, like I was saying before, um, they were asked to make clay sculptures representing their time with Tasha, And this is the first time maybe in the history of the series altogether that I've ever liked a Blake at all. Because for an, some inexplicable reason, he makes a penis. What does that mean? I... My guess is that he, like, knows he doesn't really have a chance with her, so now he's trying to be, like, quirky guy so he can get on Paradise, mm -hmm. but I, like, 
This feels like a really like Evan or like JPJ move, but he he's. You're so I don't right, know. though. Like, you're so... He is 100% trying to pull a JPJ or something. It, like, because his thing was, like, nuggets, and we were like, where did this come from? Like, I don't know what's going on. But, like, what? And He's just, and like, the ha-ha like, random guy. And everyone's like, oh, that's not surprising to me at all, because all Blake talks about is p- sex. And I was like, excuse you what? To quote Victoria Fascist, excuse you what? <laughs> yeah, like, this dude is obsessed with dick, which... Same. Um, but I just don't know where it's coming from and why it's starting now. <laughs> and will it continue, more importantly? <laughs> Tune in next week for... <laughs> Check out this dude's dick obsession. Um, so, I... Mm, truly, I don't know if this is where the conversation happens, but I'm just going to talk about it because I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's my podcast and I'm driving right now. <laughs> um, so, like, Noah and Bennett are, like, chirping back and forth. And at some point in the episode, I don't know if it's here, but they have a conversation about Bennett's um, alleged privilege. Yeah. Um, because... Bennett says he does not have privilege, although he went to a $50,000 per year high school and then attended Harvard after that. And also his, like, clay thing was, like, he made three houses and he was like, these are the houses you and I are going to live in. Because I, let me remind you, I'm wealthy and I have a robe. (laughs) And Um, a scarf. And a scarf. They're both very small and very thin, but... You know, those, those that shit's expensive. Mm-hmm. You ever been to Ikea? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he he's just... Bennett is like, uh, I've had a rough childhood. Uh, like, citation missing. <laughs> like, that will get deleted off of Wikipedia in like a week because there's literally no proof. Oh, um, God. oh yeah. Because he... Here's you? the thing. You were going to say, like, he... Like, what's his trauma? I really want to know what his trauma is later. Yeah. He never, no, he had, and I remembered, his trauma was last week when he was talking to Tisha and he said he almost got married and he didn't. That's his trauma. And so I'm like, where's... That's not a trauma, that's a blessing, you stupid fuck. <laughs> you privileged little bitch. <laughs> oh, you funny bitch. You privileged little funny bitch. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, asshole. Well, and oh then my I, god, I say as I'm engaged, like as of three weeks ago. Oh my like, god, it's a blessing. Oh my god, sorry. But Andrew. then, it, then to make things already worse, even more worse, he very much unconsensually kisses Tasha while she's blindfolded. And I watched it again today, and I just got more mad and sad about it. This is also not the first time it has happened to her, I feel like, this season. Or the first time we've seen something like that. And I'm like, fellas, is it gay to ask for consent? What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, fucking, you think it must be. And they're all like, no homo, I'm just gonna kiss this girl. It's like, no, 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 no. Try being gay, it's really fucking fun. Yeah, for reals. It's just like... It's gross. It's gross. Hate Nobody it. is surprised. No, we've been on a hate train for Bennett for since literally day one. 
And a lot of people well, are coming to that realization now. And I'm like, Jenna, welcome to the fucking party, assholes. I'm going to bring it up every time. <laughs> fuck! You would fuck. fuck! You face fuck him. You told me. I can't. I, I, can't I put it on you. the podcast even. Fuck me. <laughs> I edit this shit, too. I should fucking edit out my fucking embarrassing I know. Secrets. You really have so much power that you just are not using. That's not girl boss material, bitch. Dude, when I wield my power, I get in fights with mama mia so yeah <sighs> i'm too powerful is what i'm saying um anyway <laughs> fuck bennett um <laughs> yeah and that's the end of the podcast thank you for listening like and subscribe <laughs> um but i really do wish they would have just i want like just footage of the mangled genitals with these men like okay. made that made it so crucial for the producers to be like America can't see what these men think a penis and vagina look like <laughs> nobody can see the horror that I have seen today like for all I know like in Blake's picture he made a cowbell out of clay and glazed it black like that's literally what it looks like they like the penis was so revolting they had to make it like a literal it's Dick. just yeah 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 the black box it's crazy everything yeah I, w- I put it in the notes i was like i wonder if it's like as disturbing as how cat described what people's teeth look like wh- before they get porcelain veneers and i'm too scared to look it up but i want to see it so bad <laughs> um oh my god okay yeah so we talked already a little bit about bennett's thing um and then the privilege element okay so yeah so Noah no calls across the room hey you spell privilege P-R-I-V-I-L-E-D-G-E, right? (laughs) I loved this moment um, because, well, for so many reasons. I just got, like, choked up. Did anybody hear that? Mm -hmm. That was crazy. And it would have been such a fucking sick burn. Mm -hmm. Like, call an ambulance but he spelled privilege wrong. And this just goes back to my point that men, like, don't know how to do drama right. No. Like, women can eviscerate you so very easily. I know we've talked about this before, but I was reminded of this, like, one moment on Scrubs. Do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. From, like, a million years ago where mm-hmm. um, one of the women that JD was dating was like, oh, I can eviscerate you with, like, a single comment. And Elliot was like oh, yeah, like, try me, and she was, like, eyebrows. And then it just goes back to Elliot, and she's just weeping. (laughs) Like, women are so good at pointing out, like, your, like, biggest insecurity and just fucking you up for life. And men are, like, P-R-I-V-I-L-E-D-G-E. And it's just, like, this isn't, like, it's so funny, but it's... It's nothing. And it's and it's nothing. the thing is, like, grammar and spelling is classist to make fun mm-hmm. of it. So, like, that's not the point. Like, whatever. These men are being stupid and, cla- and classist and bullshit. And Bennett's the fucking epitome of classist. But um, Noah's no better. And uh... it's also just, like, a callback to, like, a couple weeks ago when Bennett couldn't fucking spell. Limousine. But, like, they're, yeah. they're like, trying to play off of how stupid one another are. But both of them are too, like, I, I, it's just... It's clashing, and it's uninteresting, and I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. It's a no for me. Um, so the final 
art class exercise is a self-portrait, <laughs> and the winner will receive extra time with Tasha. Um, these men are all corny and bad. We should have known not to expect any better from them. Um, they're trying to, like, out-vulnerable one another, um, and masculinity is once again proven to be a disease. <laughs> Do you, do you want to explain the cringe? Because I yeah. I don't want to speak anymore. <sighs> Ivan's portrait is drawn like a puzzle, which is like cute. He has like a missing piece and his wife and kids. And it's in the middle and Tasha puts it in. I mean, it's cute, but it's like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> I did not write that as an editorialization of it being cute. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad, but it was like, I don't know. That was like the least <laughs> egregious of like the whole yeah. thing. Um, Tiny Head crafts an empty picture. It basically just takes a picture frame and punches he probably just punches the photo out um and he leaves his empty space for the love of his life next to him i cried because i'm really lonely um blank <laughs> paints a turtle dove which uh represents monogamy i guess and the stable life that he never had when he was growing up like this um, man has so many moods can't during even. this whole challenge like how do you go from making a literal penis based on your time spent with a person that you have not fucked or even spent a, any amount of time you haven't even had a one-on-one -on -one, no. and then just being like you know what a dove for monogamy <laughs> uh inspiration apparently is abundant and everywhere this man is insane <laughs> riley um paints a blue sky paintings um uh, i guess it symbolizes his daydream of one day spending quality time with his wife and daughter and i that was a weird, like, and so that Riley's whole story was only a setup for us to constantly get shots of Ben losing his shit, realizing that whatever he, whatever monstrosity he made on his painting was not good enough because all the men, like, brought it and he was like, oh, oh. He drew a penis. Oh. Because he, maybe he thought that Blake's thing was a success and he was like, maybe I'll just draw my dick. You know what would be better, though? If I fucking showed it without consent. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was just like, oh. And it, so, it, so, yeah, go ahead. He is just like, um, it's really hard for me to express my emotions. It's just like, sir, we're not asking for your emotions. Just show the fucking picture that you drew. Um, and he, like, goes in the back, puts on a robe. Which, again, fuck you, Bennett. <laughs> he puts on a robe and then just literally just rips it out and uh shows that big little dinger <laughs> it's just you i mean that's the thing i just it, later on we find out about his trauma and it, i guess it makes sense and i'm not shitting out his trauma his trauma is great we'll talk about it but it's just it it is very clear to me and i think most of america cat was rewatching with me like he did not plan on doing that he realized his painting was not okay and he needed no. to have a trauma and so he talked about his real trauma i'm not not saying it's a lie but it's just like he wasn't and then the fact that he just comes out unconsensually again like what is with these men no everyone is too horny this season i'm not appreciating it and i'm not i'm not appreciating the lack of consent mm -hmm. involved um also like ben has a problem with like planning stuff which I connect with on a deep level, but the dude doesn't plan. Um, so he is like, this is me showing up for you. Uh, what you see is only just a small portion of who I am. I'm so excited to share that with you. And we're just like, 
how small is it? <laughs> apparently, um, his penis is so small and so hideous that Taisha has to take a break to cry in the back alone. <laughs> Which I respect. I would probably do the same. Like, what the fuck? She's like, I was not expecting that. It's like, no. yeah, no, none of us were, bitch. Like, what? <laughs> Who goes to, like, an art show and just, like, I mean, I guess, maybe, maybe, again, this is why I don't understand art, because I'm always just, like, looking at genitals that I didn't want to see. Why are people in the art world so obsessed with genitals? Why am I so disinterested? (laughs) Future notes for therapy. Yeah. Um, But then she was like, this is what happens when you start dating real men. And I was just like, what the hell and fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I love her, but, <laughs> but I, ma'am, I don't know what real men means <laughs> in general. I, I know that it's just like a toxic concept. Well, Danica, they clearly wear Chris Harrison manly bands. Oh, God. Yes. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Are we, <laughs> we going to crowdfund my uh, fiance's manly band? Because I can't afford one otherwise. That's why, that's why we're starting the Patreon. It's not yeah. to, not to pay me, but to pay for Andrew's manly band. And then we're done with the podcast. <laughs> that's sorry, we're just announcing it, y'all. Yeah, we're gonna be like Joanne the scammer, two. <laughs> Jananica or something. That's the worst joke I've ever made. Clap. I hate it. <laughs> Take it out. <laughs> delete. Delete the podcast. <laughs> I don't this know if you're is, serious. <laughs> no, this is this is appealing to nobody but you and I. So listeners, just you know, unsubscribe. <laughs> Please do leave a review on your way out. <laughs> oh God, give us five stars, but just like this is bad. This is bad. But um, I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, so she she does the really cool uh, coward move. Sorry, Tasha, but she's just like, I want to hang out with all of you. I simply cannot choose which one of you garbage men deserves my attention. It Or I don't want to spend time with any of you long term. Yeah. So, like, let's all just hang out. Um, the men all pretend to be fine with it, which is fucking amazing. Um, also, just like... Gentle reminder, a man showed his whole ass penis without permission, thinking it was a gift. Ladies, does it sound familiar? Like, and also just thinking back on times where, like, Corinne was harassed for, you know, like, being willing to show her tits on Nick's season, who Nick is just, like, a well-known horny guy. Yeah. And then, like, Caitlin was labeled a slut for years for consenting to sleep with Nick, but just, like all the fucking time these dudes are just black boxed because they're just like you know what this is an appropriate time for my penis to arrive i think dick in a box damaged america yeah 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 it really that was that was a turning point danica i agree with you i really think (laughs) dick in the box by justin timberlake and the lonely island boys right i don't know yeah Yeah, that was a real turning point. Forget 9-11. Where were you when you saw Dick in a Box? I want to know. How many penises have you seen since? And how many had you seen before? Because it was zero a million for me. Thank you. Rest our case. Someone publish me immediately. (laughs) (laughs) 
My PhD thesis is, I haven't even graduated from undergrad, but my PhD thesis is, The Lonely Island Ruined My Sex Life. In this essay, I will. <laughs> In this essay, I will. For real. Evening portion. <sighs> so, all the men are dressed like shit, and that's all I want to say about it. Um, for some reason... Like, Tasha just comes up and she's in, like, these, like, gorgeous, like, beautiful, like, evening gowns. And I get that she, like, yeah, she's <laughs> given them, basically. Yeah. right. Um, but all of the men are just, like, I'm gonna wear my Abercrombie and Fitch polo outfit and cyberbully Danica <laughs> outfits. Um, not that I don't deserve it, because I'm a huge bitch, but... That's just what they're dressed like. Um, we get another episode of Reveal Your Trauma very quickly. I think we get two this time around. Yeah. Um, so we already got like eight earlier. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's not enough. Apparently, not I just enough. had, I had to be shit on over and over and over. So, uh, Riley, um, gives us. A classic divorce story, but mm-hmm. there's depth. I appreciate mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um, he lived with his father, who apparently, like, was repeatedly bad-mouthing his ex-wife mm-hmm. in front of him. That's true. Which is such a toxic way mm-hmm. to, like, live your It fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and though that initially drove a wedge between he and his mom, um, he said that later on they were able to talk some things out later in life and uh Tasha is pleased that he is coming out of his shell but then tiny head comes along and you know she's obsessed with him yeah. as are aren't we all as aren't we all so say us all um <laughs> so no yeah no. i love i love like watching you read my notes cuz like yes. sometimes i like i say things that are totally neutral and then sometimes i th- say things that are so specifically me which is this one uh going to the holding pen for some pointless man fight um we once again see harvard and my gaslighting eighth grade crush duking it out um that's harvard and noah yeah um so Harvard is, like, shitting on Noah for ruining last week's rose ceremony. And then um, Noah says something about being sick of Bennett's chirpy remarks. Um, Noah is predictably wearing the polo shirt that I referenced earlier. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm surprised there weren't two polos, you know, collars popped, drenched in Abercrombie and Fitch, because I know how shitty that room smells. Yeah. Yeah, like literally, th- these people fucking reek. I I just know it. Um. So now we get to like the wholesome portion of the night. Do you want to talk yes. about it a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Um, during his one on one with Tasha, Ben reveals that um, the reason he's really into fitness and bodybuilding, which by the way he has a gym that is queer and LGBTQIA plus friendly, which is great. Um, awesome is because he had an eating disorder for 15 years. Um, he quotes, he says, I found out that girls, um, <laughs> what girls were, what? I, don't I don't know, that was a literal quote he said. Yeah, basically he says that, like, girls, when he was a teenager, didn't like fat kids. Um, 
And so I, I stopped eating and started working out all the time, and I lost 70 pounds and had bulimia for 10 years when I was in my 20s. Um, and it's just, it's a really beautiful moment to have this, to have, to talk about this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. this is something I honestly, and I've been watching the show for a very, very, very long time. I don't think I've ever seen something like this, at least regarding from a man. Um, yeah. and yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I, I feel like for some reason, like these, um, these, like longer like built out traumas that are like very real experiences for some reason you had yours at the beginning and Mm -hmm. I had mine at the end Mm -hmm. so like as a person who's in like recovery for ED like I definitely like relapse sometimes or I just feel like really sick or I get into really negative like thought patterns that make it like really really difficult to eat um I know this is a lot of information so no uh, I think that's really I I I really like what you were just saying because somebody who hasn't doesn't have experience with that, the the concept of relapsing probably has a lot of nuance to it. I'm sure mm-hmm. it can mean a lot for different people. Like you can relapse in certain ways, but like you're saying, like you're just maybe in a space where you're not eating as healthy as you'd wish to be, or um, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important to talk about the nuance yeah. of that aspect of it yeah and like relapse looks different yeah I think for literally everybody it's just like for me like when I say that I'm in like recovery it's like something that I think about all the time and something I'm constantly just like evaluating like I have apps that help me like track and I can tell when I'm like off or I can tell like like as a person who also has like mental illnesses like my mental illness gets worse and I'm like wait is it because of the ED or like is it because of you know, like, something else going on. So, like, mm-hmm. they're very, like, interconnected. Um, and I I was going to say, too, like, I know how powerful, like, seeing, like, representation like this can be, like, especially for men and boys, but mm-hmm. also for, like, women, especially in our generation, I feel like, because we grew up in, like, the diet fad, and, like, slim fast, like, lean cuisine generation, where it was just, like cut out carbs like do all this shit that's not proven to actually work and there was like a period of time I think I learned this on um you're wrong about or like one of their related podcasts where like the only way in like the 90s and 2000s for nutritionists to get publishing deals was to like basically like they would put forth like a new diet like a new fad diet and they would put out to help people lose weight right um so we've been like women have been mass marketed with shit like this and like fenfen which literally like killed people it was just like a bunch of drugs that literally suppressed your appetite so much that people got like heart attacks went into comas and died so like (sighs) and now we're still dealing with the same thing it's just like it's changed faces where it's like tummy tea which is basically just shit yourself until you die yeah or like and people like talk about dieting in ways that's so like weird and unhealthy and Uh like your diet is literally just like what you eat yeah these diets are disordered eating Uh like Uh it's like but it's been marketed in a different way like all of these people are selling disordered eating basically like if if yeah, I mean, I could go on and on. That's yeah. that's not what this podcast is about. But no, if you, but I love it. Listeners who want to talk about it, 
Jenna will send the DMs my way and I'm happy to respond for Please. my truths only because I am not a nutritional expert. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, just about, no, yeah, about personal experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, part of part of him sharing his story about having an eating disorder was really powerful me, yeah. to me and um, made me feel a little bit differently about him showing off his body, but then I was like, ew, no, it's still not consensual, so, like, maybe let's not do that again. <laughs> Um, I did want to briefly bring up, um, cause we had a listener, um, DM us and I think a lot of people were, might have the same feelings is, do you think the show should have given us a trigger warning or a content warning of some sort for this specific talk? Um, you know, I think you could almost make the argument that like any of these intense traumas, like even the drug addiction, um, could have warranted something like that but i do think eating disorders ones are that's that's really really real Mm -hmm. that it can really be pretty triggering to people um do you think they should have had something like that or how do we i wonder some of those things about a lot of shows so it's not just this one yes Um, certainly i remember like I like a huge Grey's Anatomy fan, mm-hmm. and they, like, literally the show is just trauma porn, basically, yeah, basically. over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but they have given trigger warnings to stuff that involves animal abuse. Okay. Um, like, like, excessive gore. Like, there's, like, I remember there was a point in an episode where they, like, stab pigs, and, like, they're trying to get, like, interns to, like, save them, basically. Mm-hmm. And they put a trigger warning for that episode, but, like, everything else wasn't there. So, like, I wonder how much... I I, I wish it were more of a common courtesy yes. that there was just, like... You know how they have, like, the TV rating at the top? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why not just include, like, themes of sexual assault, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, at the top? But, like, part of me thinks that they're, like, not... Like, I just don't really understand why there's such a... I do think there should be a consideration for, you know, like, no animals were harmed in yeah. the making of this episode. But, yeah. like, also, like, if if they're talking about, like, serious shit, it might be nice. But I also know that they don't really delve deep on this show. So that right. might be a reason that they don't ultimately specifically, mm-hmm. you know, include those kinds of things. I Do you remember on... Um, the Paradise episode that got shut down. Right. They had a TW on there. <sighs> no, I don't think they did. And that's why I, I asked our listeners if they remembered if there was any TW for Kaylin's story. And the, it was a resounding no. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing is with this particular show is that even if you're just like a casual fan, you hear through the grapevine about certain topics that are going to be on the show. I think is, but the problem is that you do actually have to be kind of paying attention to know that they're going to talk about that. I knew about Kaylin's talk about sexual assault before we saw the episode because there was just like chitter chatter about it online, but we have a podcast, we have a blog, it's a whole thing. And so, I mean, I think that I have that privilege of kind of knowing what's going to happen. I knew that there was going to be talk about an eating disorder before the show happened, mm-hmm. but I think, I think you actually really hit on a very simple thing, like just a little bar up top, just like themes for tonight. I don't know if there is something like that. That's like a way to, it's just, it's hard. I mean, it's they, television. they do it for like television ratings in general, right? Yep. Like they talk right. about, you know, like, um, this content. is not suitable for children. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, what if they just, you know, what if there was like. Because it wouldn't quote unquote spoil it. If they had had one at the beginning of the episode, I wouldn't have been like, 
oh, it must be Ben who's talking about that, right? Like, it wouldn't have, like, ruined it for me. I just would have been able to prepare myself, you know, for the concept. Yeah. Um. So that's an interesting thing to think about, for sure. But... Yeah, I think they might be worried that it's going to spoil something or, like, hurt their ratings in some way. But, like, my counter-argument to that is, like, you literally do do that. Like, that's what all rating systems are for already. Right, yeah. It's rated R because of sexual violence, Mm -hmm. uh, like, violence in general, you know, inappropriate depictions of whatever. Like, you already have that in movies and film and television already. So, like, I don't think it would hurt, but... I doubt we're going to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, well, no surprise, Ben gets the rose. <laughs> the state. Cool. <laughs> Ooh, but there's more. Tasha, of course, who is absolutely sick of looking at the two uglies fight. Um, <laughs> surprises the group by saying, uh, Noah and Bennett, there's something going on between you two. And I am going to get to the bottom of it one way or another. Dun, dun, dun. Dude, I love this Carmen Sandiego-ass bitch. Yeah, fucking get it. Like, um, I see what's going on here. And it's not going to happen anymore. We're going to cut it out. (laughs) Um, So they just, but like even after that, like right after she leaves, they just keep going at it. And I'm just like, you're really not helping yourselves literally at all. (laughs) But go off, I guess. Um. Yeah, they like uh, Noah points out that Bennett's a meanie, and he's like, "You go on and on about how there's no chance she'll be with me." Um, Bennett offers a literal non-apology. Um, he's just like, "There's zero percent chance she'll pick you." Actually, is what I said, which he repeats later on in the episode. He's just like, "Don't misquote me. I was even ruder than that." Um, <laughs> He's like, the behaviors that I have seen out of you have been juvenile. Um, And then it sort of cuts off and we just have to figure out whatever fucking nonsense these idiots are going to get into later. Um, But also just like, LOL at Bennett being like, you know what? I'm 36, but you're a juvenile, which is true. He's 10 years younger, but like, grow up, Bennett. Please grow up and leave. (sighs) Okay, so now we're back to Easy, um, the one-on-one um, with Easy. Um, <laughs> yikes. Yay. Yeah, yuck and yikes. I mean, let's, can we just skip it? Like, it's yeah. Been, I can't. Like, um, oh boy, I really did. I got, I got real, like, uh, I should have known this was coming, but I just couldn't really. Uh. Like, not to be glib, but we feel a little uneasy about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oof. Oof. This um, date so, is, uh, yeah, go ahead. This go ahead. date is, like, particularly uncomfortable for a number of reasons. Some of which are show-related and some of which are <laughs> off-show-related. Um, so I will say, uh, real-world problems with standing easy. Take it easy. been waiting so long to make an ABBA joke in this podcast and I can't believe that this is what I had to waste it on what a garbage fire are you proud of yourself I'm not Um, so 
Uh, but thank you, Abba, for your work. Um, <laughs> but, like, as we've mentioned in episodes prior, uh, last month a woman raised allegations of sexual misconduct against Easy, and she reportedly spoke to the production company about them. I think it's during filming, but I wasn't clear on whether it was before filming or after filming. Do you know, Jenna? When she brought up the allegations? Mm-hmm. It was after filming. Or... <sighs> Um, she was aware when the pictures were released, which was right before filming. Um, she tried to get in contact, but probably didn't get, yeah, basically. We don't know a timeline. Yeah, it's hard. It's a rough timeline. But at some point, what we do know is that at some point after filming, she 100% got in contact with the production team via Reality Steve and Ashley Spivey. Um, and... So, like, regardless, he had filmed, but, like, they she they definitely got in contact with her. And, um, we'll f- based on, yeah, based on what we know, that there was no charges ever filed. Um, and that's, like, what the person said in their, in their Twitter or whatever. And ABC did an investigation into the allegations. And he reportedly ruled it inconclusive. And easy, uh, like, everyone in America is innocent until proven guilty and regardless would never be proven guilty because uh rape trials are a joke in this country Mm -hmm. and also the carceral system is a joke anyway so there would never be any kind of restorative justice period um and he should be held accountable by his community and i can just go into social justice politics for as long as we want but basically no consequences and he um on this episode just makes himself look fucking weird so congrats to him mm-hmm. uh really to keep it short um because i don't there's nothing really interesting happens here uh Tasha and easy walk around in the dark and <laughs> they explore the world famous haunted spots on the la quinta grounds uh just kidding there are literally none uh this data's bullshit i put image not found in my notes um and they have, like, a thermal camera and a lantern. They seem to be having, like, an okay time. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that Easy is a very fun person to talk to. And yeah. that he's very charming. Yeah. I'm sure they had a great date. Um, but then he gets, like, really weird. So at dinner, um, Easy does, like, this move that feels extremely ill-advised, extremely informed on what he knows about Claire. <laughs> Um, and just, like, really just, like, an out-of-nowhere proclamation that's, like, I honestly feel like I'm falling in love with you. And I felt at this moment, and it might it might be informed, like, on what I know about him outside of the show, or what has been, you know, accused of him outside yeah. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, he's, like, love-bombing. And I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, because, I mean, the whole show could be considered love-bombing, <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. He's not the first man to, to profess um, love too early to mm-hmm. a lead, um, or the other way around. Like on The Bachelor, um, there are contestants that do seem ill-advised from production, probably. Like, hey, go out there and tell them how you feel. Like, this is your time or nothing. Like all these things. And it's not the first, and it won't be the last. But it is reminiscent of love bombing for sure. Like if you took it away from like 
the obvious production manipulation of it with what with the noobs with, with the people who are like in fucking middle america are watching is a very classic example of love bombing mm-hmm. um so like i learned about this term only very recently so i'm just yeah. going to explain what it is for people who yeah. don't know um save you a google search because yeah. internet's expensive um <laughs> So love bombing is a thing that happens when someone, like, really overwhelms you with loving words, actions, and behavior, but they do it as a manipulation technique. So, like, somebody saying, like, I love you, and, like, I care about you so much, and whatever, but it's to get their way about something. Or, like, they expect something back from you, like, after they... So, like... Saying things like that, that's not an abuse tactic, or at least I hope not, because I'm in a very abusive relationship, if so. (laughs) But, like, it's when they, like, expect something or expect to be able to hold that over your head or manipulate you in some sort of way. Yeah. And, like, from my understanding, it happens a lot in, like, fights where they've done something wrong and you're expressing, like, you know, like, discontent and... They're just like, but I love you so, like, you can't do this to me because I love you so much. Like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, affection and, like, care is used to make a situation go their way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is very rampant in the show. I mean, yeah. Luke Luke P famously did it in, like, the first episode when he says he loves her on stage. And then the, that story is infamous as it is. I mean, Jed with the bad head also... <laughs> I think love bombed Hannah B in a lot of ways because like he was just like, I mean, he really put it on thick and that, and she couldn't see past it. Like it was manipulative because he had a girlfriend at home. So. And he had motivations outside of that that he admitted to. Yeah. So he had a a career. Yeah. A career career making dog jingles anyway. (laughs) So cute. Um, it just felt, like, vaguely like that to me, but mm-hmm. I also, you know, I don't know what kind of abuse happened, but I just, like, I know enough to make me just go, do you really love her? And no, he doesn't, because it's been, you know, two weeks, maybe. But, Regardless, um, Tasha's not having it. <laughs> yeah. The feeling is extremely not mutual, as it turns <laughs> out. She's just, like, not, <laughs> not having that one. Um, like, literally, the thing that, like kills me is that he literally would have been fine if he like just be withholding like everybody else's (laughs) like you know how to be withholding as a man like i know that you're just like genetically born with the ability to withhold affection i've seen it and i know that it's real yeah (laughs) but like um so yeah he he's gone and we don't have to talk about him anymore until we hear more info which you'll hear about yeah as we learn Yes. Oof. Um, on to the other dirt bags. Yeah. Speaking yes. of alleged dirt bags. <laughs> Tasha's fucking sick and tired of Noah and Bennett. And honestly, I've never felt more closer to her. Yeah. Um, we have a lot in common. Yeah. So she's going to have a one, going to give them, uh, one of them the boot tonight. And, and Jojo comes in and it's like basically before the official cocktail party begins Jojo says the rest of you will be joining Tasha later tonight but before that Noah and Bennett will get a two-on-one and one of you will have to go like and can we just make both of them go but yeah. anyway I'm hoping for a double whammy <laughs> so bad um 
So Bennett and Noah are suited up. They're both confident that they'll leave the pre-cocktail party. I, can I just have, like, an ounce of either one of these men's confidence? Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't I just recently celebrated my six-year anniversary at my job. And I was, like, we, we have, like, a yearly review process, you know? And today I was just, like, I wonder if I'm going to get fired this year. <sighs> like, and these guys are just, like, I've behaved so badly and I'm so confident that I will just get to be here because I'm infinitely better than this person who is uglier than me. Like, and both of them just, like, it's the same picture. They're ugly just with different bones. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I have to speak the truth. That's what I'm really here for, journalistic integrity. Just <laughs> She has to, she'll die. I know what ugly means. And I have to speak my truth. <laughs> You know what? Hannah Ann is organizing apples, and I'm just saying who's ugly. And it's objectively great either way. Yeah. We're always your right. Passion. Yeah. <laughs> We're never wrong on this podcast. That's Jenna, the thing. Jenna, what is your passion? My passion is... Because <laughs> you have to change passions because your passion was one thing earlier this yeah. week, and it can no longer It exist. can no longer be shaming publicly shaming people for their mask wearing abilities no you can publicly shame people just not this one this the specific one god it's gonna be like fucking talk about addiction recovery um please and and i'm saying this kind of reels anyone who's anyone who has listened to this podcast and has made it this far like genuinely don't send us stuff about her um, because it is triggering. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do not. Absolutely. I can't. We had to block her so that I would stop obsessing. Um, I well, think she that... blocked us and then we had to block her. Yeah, we had, it was a double block situation. Um, fuck. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna, my passion's gonna be, I'm just gonna really reignite my hatred of Chris Harrison, because I feel like I've yeah. kind of gone dormant on it a little bit, and so I'm just gonna really start tagging him, because for a while I was, like, tagging him and everything, so I'm just gonna kind of go back into that, because that's a safe bet, like, I I can't get cancelled for hating on Chris Harrison. Hmm. And we'll that's see. on that. We'll see the power he yields. He's gonna cancel our Patreon <laughs> for my future husband's wedding ring if you keep at if you keep at it. Is that is that your goal all along? Is to stop me and Andrew from getting married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking c word. Because I don't believe in love. I know you've told me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, where were we? Fuck. Oh, it doesn't matter. So, it does matter. So, Ben, <laughs> do you just want to go into chaos mode the rest of the episode? I didn't no, know it we does were this matter. drunk. So, uh, so <laughs> Bennett and Noah are both suited up, uh, convinced they're going to win this fool's challenge. <laughs> um, uh, who says this? Oh, then it's like, I crush life under pressure. And I'm just like, okay. I just want him to, like, perish and go to, like, the type of hell where he's just on Ellen every day until he dies. Permanently. Um, Noah uh, will realize that's the truth as he flies home to Oklahoma is the last thing he says. I don't know what the fuck this man is talking about, but again, 
don't go to Harvard. Ooh, These ooh, people ooh. are stupid. What? Um, Noah's a confirmed um, Republican registered voter. Are we surprised? No, but I just want to make sure that I... I mean, look at his hair. Look at his face. Mm-hmm. Look Dude's at his family. Yeah. Yeah, look, at, look at his 50-person family. <laughs> of course he's a Republican. Liberals aren't having kids right now because we're scared and infertile, but all of these people are just... I think it's a genetic thing. Like, you're either born a leftist or you're able to have kids. I'm saying this as an infertile person. (laughs) That might be the funniest thing you've ever said. (laughs) Thank you. It's very sad. (laughs) Anyway, um, so producers make sure that Bennett and Noah... Oh, my, my ability to just go from chaos to reading is crazy. Producers make sure that Bennett and Noah arrive at their cute date, like, several minutes before Tasha, perhaps, because they know that they're gonna create more chaos than Ka- than Jenna and I just caused on our own podcast. Um, how did we make this worse than Chatty Broads? I, I, I don't can't understand. even. I'm, like, upset. But lo and behold, um, these people know what the fuck they're talking about, and Bennett yeah. and Noah are, behave very badly. Um, Bennett arrives with a gift for Noah, um, which he <laughs> proceeds to open himself, which I think is just incredibly rude gift-giving behavior. Uh-huh. He, he, this is the war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping Jenna could talk, but she keeps laughing at what I'm saying. So no, I'm okay, so he has a, he goes like, hey, do you want to open it? And Noah, Noah's like, no. I can clearly see that you're trying to do something, so you can go ahead and open it. So Bennett opens it. The first two items are totally fine. They're, like, normal. He's, like, and he makes a big show of it. Like, these are a friendship gifts. The first thing is a red bandana conversation we had before about being on a ranch or some bullshit. I'm, what? what Absolutely. Yeah, I can't. Um, and he then had a he... subscription box where he was, like, <laughs> I have to make up stories for this random bullshit. Um, next up is a pair of uh wool socks with mustaches on it hey douchebag remember when you had a mustache which i also like i think he just had those in his suitcase that's the thing he did perfect he did like well he's like i wore them a couple days ago but i made sure to wash them for you i'm like okay oh lord oh my god um the last gift though is uh (laughs) pure insanity (laughs) it's a book called uh was it on emotional intelligence? Is that the full title? On emotional intelligence? Yeah, it was a book called On Emotional Intelligence, and it was published by the Harvard Business Review, which is just so fucking funny. So wow. fucking funny, Bennett, you funny, silly little bitch. You <laughs> silly little bitch, Bennett. Um, and this is when he goes off, and before I say this, I would like to say justice for Taylor Nolan. Taylor Nolan deserved better. She was treated poorly. And this man, this man's use of emotional intelligence, it's in the burn pile. Like, I don't like it. It's clear he has not seen any previous seasons. He's not done his homework. He can't spell. He's ugly. He looks like an American girl doll. Um, I Like, there's nothing about him to like. And here's why. He says... There are actually 
uh, by the way, he sounds like an AI, like, generated, like, machine. Like, it, he's just reading a Wikipedia page with his contact lenses or something. Like, I don't understand what the fuck. The, like, this man is the only person left with Google Glass. Like, something is wrong with him. There are actually four components for emotional intelligence. <laughs> and he lists them all, and he's like, I think you're deficient in three of the four. And I wish I would have written them all down, and I wish I knew which one he thought that um, Noah was deficient in, because that would be interesting. I can't. I mean, all I'm going to say is I'm going to plug Taylor Nolan's Patreon. She has a Patreon. You should sign up for it. I think it's for $5. She has, like, a bachelorette, like, she will occasionally talk about The Bachelorette, and I think she's going to do that for this one. So don't listen to us. Just go listen to Paige. Just, just go give her $5 or more. And... No one's listening to us anymore, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Noah is, like, obviously irked, but, like, Bennett insists he's not being classist or, like, talking down to him or being, like, a fucking asshole. Um... He was like, I did not have emotional intelligence at your age. And I'm just like, when did it happen for you? Like, it, it never will. It never has. You're a fucking piece of shit. Like, absolute mess. I, I literally Googled, is condescension a sign of emotional unintelligence? And just, like, screen capped it and put it in the comments. Because, I like, he pisses me off so much. He's the so worst much. person. Please. Um. So, like, in the middle of this fight... Tasha comes in and she like obviously she hears it yeah. somehow they're in every like in every season of the bachelor they're in all these spaces where they have it's like multi-million dollar facilities that have walls as thin as our apartments are yeah which is crazy she could obviously hear them um, she comes in, she's like, I like both of you. I'm over the pettiness of this drama that's taking place. And I just want to get to the bottom of it. Noah says, <laughs> Noah, um, which I will admit, uh, is a cowardly and weird response is like, fine. Bennett was mean to me after last week's cocktail party. He said that there was a 100% chance that I wouldn't be with you. And he said I was 14 years old. <laughs> And I'm just like, this is where, like, the 10-year age gap makes a lot of sense. But it would make more sense if it were, you know, 10 years prior to right. where Bennett was 26. And yes. yes, yes, He was 16, which I think is honestly their, like, real ages. They just, you know, <laughs> manage or develop in their brain more slowly, I guess. I don't know if that's actually true, but I've read articles, which makes me an expert. So... <laughs> Um, Dr. Asshole, uh, starts fact-checking Noah. He's like, no, I said there was a 0% chance that you would end up with her. And the comment was, can you imagine that you were arguing with a 14-year-old? And I'm just like, no, I can't, but I'm seeing it happen here and now. Um. It's just... What it boils down to, like, for me in a lot of ways, is, like, we talk about, we talk about this on Chatty Browns, too. Like, there's an element of villainism on this show that, like, is definitely producer-manipulated. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. Like, I don't think Crystal is that bad of a person, but we all made her to be a villain. Like, I don't like her as a person. Like, I'm not going to be best friends with her, but, like, there's a difference, right? And, mm -hmm. like, 
but Bennett is just like right here perfectly showing his his ass like mm-hmm. sure Noah's being annoying Noah's being the worst but he's just like let me correct you on your grammar and what actually happened and let me show Tasha that I actually was still saying this really horrible shit about you but I said it in literally different words so let's like it's like and so the whole thing is like as much as I don't like Noah I at most of the time last night I was like yes sir like he handled himself well for the most part where this man was just like fucking talking down to him and being so yeah like I can imagine being in a group of like 30 people like I I don't have 30 fucking friends like (laughs) close friends are you joking my ass but like I do have a lot of people that are in like my same circles that I don't want to talk to every day and I probably don't get along with, but it's also like really easy when we're in a group setting, not in COVID. Wow. Can't imagine that anymore. Like to just like not talk to those people. And that's like literally like Bennett could do that. If he doesn't get along with this guy, there's so many other guys he could talk to, but instead he's just spending all of his time antagonizing someone when the person he's pursuing has frequently said like, I'm not here for bullshit. I don't like this. And like, even, like, goes so far as to, quote-unquote, like, almost, like, punish them with, like, a, like, a two-on-one date where it's, like, mm-hmm. behave yourself or I'm gonna send you fucking home. Mm-hmm. And he's still just, like, antagonizing this person. Like, what does that win you? Like, what, like, do you feel like a bigger man for being 10 years older than this person who's, like, literally still very young? And if we want to, if we want to, like, actually boiled down to like is Bennett here for the right reasons he's not in this it this is a perfect example of how he's not because he's just asking for these things and he just goes to show that he's doing the opposite which is like how she says now after she's had enough she's like this honestly sounds like teenage boy drama and the fact that I had to sit here and listen to you guys talk about this is ridiculous um and she says to him like you realize that what you're doing is that you are essentially questioning my integrity, right? And then mm-hmm. and then he says to her, I don't see it that way, which is, I mean, it's gaslighting. I mean, what? but, like, it's just continued bullshit, and I really hope that we all see Bennett for who he is. Um, he's trying to he's trying to <laughs> rise up in the ranks of Bachelor Nation somehow, and it's like, no. Jenna, if you face fuck him, will you at least get some money? I will. I know. I know I said that that one time, but I was really lonely at the time. I've and never forgotten about it. I know. And I dream. A follower dragged me today, too, because I made a story about it last night, how we've been hating Bennett for a long time. Welcome to the party. And she's like, did you say you would write his face? I was like, okay, you're blocked. Yeah. You're fucking blocked. <laughs> you know what? You know, you're exercising your power, and I respect you for it. Girl boss. Yes. Block the dissenters. Yes, queen. Um, <laughs> but, like, at, at the very end of the episode, it looks like she's about to give Noah the rose. Like, she's, like, she, like, goes off on Bennett, which is, like, highly deserved. Um, it will take him 24 hours to process this information because he's a 36-year-old computer. But uh, then Taisha um helps like sort of let us all relive the moment in the movie seven yeah starring brad pitt where she's like what's in the box what's in the box what's in the box box? um i will say i'm not gonna spoil it here but um the official bachelor nation account not the bachelorette at instagram but at bachelor nation it's the official account still 
they posted a photo of the people who go through next week last night. So they spoiled their own show. And then they removed it an hour afterwards. Um, I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but if you want to see the photo, I have a screenshot of it. Um, we can talk about it later. It's not the end of the world. It's just like, it's whatever. It's just next week. But like. <laughs> That's a whole year from now. <laughs> but they literally, but but what's funny is that they like actually literally spoiled their own show accidentally because they took it down. Like it's all the, all the men have roses in their hands and it's missing some people. So it's pretty, it's to be honest, like the most funny thing I've ever seen in my life. That's um, why you pay your interns folks. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, just fucking hire me. I'm already doing too much. Like I will help you out. Are you kidding me? <sighs> anyway, oh, she's been doing the, it for free for so long. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. But, um, what are your predictions for like maybe like a top four i still don't know anyone's name yeah Mm, thinking tiny head tiny head zach yeah no bones zach um ivan ivan yeah that makes sense maybe ben yeah probably yeah probably i don't remember anybody else riley is another contender um i'd say and Riley's great. He's too good for the show. So yeah, um, but that means he probably won't go because they don't usually don't bring too good for your too good for you. Remember how they got rid of Mike Johnson before his hometown? Fuck you, bitch. Um, gosh. Um, oof. I just got the okay. I'm well, gonna bring everything down for a second. I just really want to. I just. We're not going to talk about it much because I think we talked about it a little bit on the Instagram. I don't want to, like, talk about a really private thing on our podcast because it's just so sensitive. But I just want to say that our hearts and our thoughts and, like, every ounce of our being are with Ashley Spivey and her family during what is absolutely the worst thing that could probably happen to, like, mm-hmm. a, a person at the moment um, for, for her. And um, it's just really horrible and... I've also just really seen a really beautiful thing in the community of people reaching out and wanting to, like, do good things and help her and help what's happening. And that part is not going unnoticed. I don't think – it's definitely not going unnoticed by us, but I don't think it's going unnoticed by Ashley either. And I think that's just really special, and I wanted to say that. It's, like, nice to – I mean, like, you see it a lot more than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's nice to know that we're surrounded by people that, like, give a shit, and that's Mm – we can get, like, mean at, or critical, rather. Um, but it's nice to see people, like, come together and, you know, support when mm-hmm. support is needed. Mm-hmm. It's really, it is, it, that, that's what I love about this leftist cuck element of Bachelor Nation, is we are, we can be critical and be really bitchy, but, like, we, we, like, give a fuck. Unlike a lot of the other parts of Bachelor Nation, so whew, it's good times um, as far as yeah. like the community coming together, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's a beautiful thing. Um, so before we go, just okay. once again, want to plug listening to Chatty Broads this yes. week. You <laughs> should already be subscribed to them and then you can probably unsubscribe from ours because they're nicer and their audio is better and they have guests that are like not us most of the time 
Um, but also, yeah. like, if like if you're, like, an OG Descartes pod fan... Like, thank you. Thank you so much for being here from the beginning and hopefully sticking with us when we, like, forget you and get too big for our britches. I don't think so. I think... <laughs> Like, I think once we get our first real criticism that's legitimate, that's like, Danica said Kant, and she's canceled, I think I'm gonna dip. (laughs) Like, I'll just be like, I need a mental health vacation forever uh, from the podcast. Um, uh, Keep informing us about stuff. Keep us in line. Don't mention... She who shall not be named. Yeah, please don't. Um, <laughs> we can't harass her anymore, so go harass J.K. Rowling or something <laughs> on our behalf. Um, or, like, hop on board the Noah train. We're calling him COVID Noah now. So, COVID toot, Noah. toot toot. Toot We're on this toot, toot train. Toot on the COVID Noah train. Um, but really, like... We couldn't have, like, gotten this far without your guys' support. So thank you again for listening. And yeah, we will see you next week where I will open the episode talking about how fucking tired I am for no reason. (laughs) And um, if anybody has a vitamin supplement code, (laughs) send it my way. (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) And with that, um, fucking... Go to sleep. If you're listening to this, just actually, I don't care what time of day it is, just go to sleep, actually. Go to sleep. (laughs) Light and love. Mwah. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Descartes Pod. On Twitter, we are Descartes Podcast. You can email us at DescartesThePodcast at gmail. Make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram, and Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. I'm going to need you all to roll plus charm to do the ad. That's a five. I got a ten. Eight. All right, Travis. Buddy can manage to get out the name of the show, but not much else. Monster Pod. Sadie, Jimmy's going to be able to get out the premise, but you didn't roll high enough for any spoilers. Monster Pod is a real play Monster of the Week podcast where four government-employed idiots try to save the world. Sarah, Thomason rolled high enough to finish the ad. Releases every other Friday here on So Below Media. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.